What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? I'm recording. I'm also recording. And God bless you. You just took a transatlantic mm. extremity. Trans-Pacific, one might say, really. Oh, Trans-Pacific, honey. That's right. <laughs> uh, someday, you know, I, I do have to... It'll be fun. We'll draw the world. Amazing. And draw, like, America. And I'll be like... Um, this is Wisconsin and this is California. Ladies <laughs> 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 and other, we are both so tired right now. I don't uh, know that I incredibly I don't different th- reasons. I don't think that I could get through the fifty nifty United States on a map. Well, if if there uh, if there isn't it fifty one. 52, 53, 54. But if the if they had all the lines, maybe I could fill it in. Maybe. Uh, I remember the thing where you I would be in grade school. I'd be like, what's this? And I'd be like, mm, I don't know. They'd be like, Jack, you do know. I'd be like, I can't do it. Is that Arkansas? And they'd be like, yes. I'd be like, work. I just guessed, honey. I, I don't know. I watched a really depressing movie about, um, I forgot that Arkansas was a state. Is that a state? Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. And I think there's some musical or it's a song where it goes, Arkansas, Arkansas, I sure leveled Arkansas. I love my mom. I love my pa. I do leveled Arkansas. Arkansas. How do I know that? What? Wow. Wow. What? What? Um, wait, there was a question before Arkansas. I lost it. Oh, oh, I watched this depressing movie on the plane about the public school system in America. Uh-huh. And how, because we have no, no standardized kind of federal requirements in this country, and it's all sort of left to the states and, and the states, various counties, whatever. Uh-huh. Just like anything can kind of happen anywhere. It's like there's n- there's no accountability for anyone. And... Uh-huh. The teachers union in nationally is so incredibly strong that teachers after two years literally cannot be fired. They cannot be fired. And then they can do whatever they want. They they don't actually have to teach children. And they don't because like Amer- of all the developed countries of the world, America's like nearly last in education. That's correct. That's correct. Wow. wow. Yeah. Teachers can literally be like, and then... Jesus turned up with a magic stone, and um, that's how you're here. So crazy. Uh-huh. Well, that was that crazy thing where people were like, um, no, like, the Civil War really wasn't like that. And everyone was like, uh, no, you have to teach it. And people were like, well, no. Well, that's not even as much the problem as, like, kind of our, like, more developed cities have the worst education. I mean, because like there's these huge minority communities of people that get completely neglected and then, and then, um, you know, they all drop out after their freshman, sophomore year of high school and then they don't go to college and it's like a disaster for the communities. It's a total disaster. It's, I can't believe you watched that. I mean, you should have like queued up the QAnon documentary right after that. I wish it had been on the plane. I wish the Oscar nominees had been on the plane, but they had no such a thing. I did, however, watch um, this excellent movie, excellent film called um, Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Oh, wasn't it incredible? Wow. 
Oh, so good. Those so good. two young women. And those Marie Schwinard's son. Wow. Her, the hot son being like, make out with me around this like oh um, pole in um, Port Authority. And that girl was like, I'll do it for you so that I can protect my friend. What about them touching hands during I it? I know. I can't believe did it. it remind, did, did it remind you of me and you? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was incredible. And her acting when she's going through the questions Amazing. of never, rarely, sometimes, always. I was, cry, I cry, was crying like in my seat. Crying. Crying. Everybody it's, watch this movie. It will educate you. So good. Again, a movie that should have more eyes on it, should be, be di- being discussed more. Female director. Uh, um, you know, it's just... Also, like, it's so genius. It has almost no dialogue. It just kind yeah. of, like, goes through the actions, and you really learn about, like, how difficult they've this cu- country has made things for people who need an abortion. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, yeah, I saw it. How did I see it? I think I either saw it, I, where did you watch it? On the plane. Right, but I'm wondering how I saw it. Delta, Delta Delta.com. Can you imagine? Yeah, I saw it, I saw it on, I saw it on Delta.com. You go to Delta to watch your Um, movies. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Wait, I have a question. Totally. Elise, Elisa Hitman. Have you seen? Who also did Beach Rats, honey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's Brooklyn girl. She's like, it's. She gets it. It's so, it's so good. I mean. Did you see? Um, I read this amazing interview with Talia Ryder, who's like, um, yeah, I'm going to be a movie star. Is she the main girl? I think she's the friend. Oh, wow. I mean, they're both movie stars. Sydney Flanagan and Talia Ryder. Like. Incredible. Have you seen Citizen Kane? Rosebud. Right. But have you seen it? Uh Uh-huh. You've watched that? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have, but I probably haven't. Like, I've seen him drop the snow globe and say Rosebud, and then, you know, I know it's a sled. I don't (laughs) know anything about it, but all I know is that there are people always like, it's one of the most important American films or whatever. And then I'm like, well, I could have watched it on the plane, but somehow I can't bring myself to watch it because I'm like this... Well, I, I can't bear it for some reason, but I don't know why. But should I? Uh, men. Do you know what I mean? I know. I know. Like, it's kind of like it centers around a, a man's rise to power and being like, oh, but my childhood. You know, it's like. Right, 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 right. Like, if it was a woman who said Rosebud and I was following that, I'd be like, gag, live, yeah. slay, yes, work. I did, um, I watched three episodes of Broad City, I watched Heaven. two episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, I Great. watched, um, I tried to finish this documentary about John DeLorean, the guy who invented the DeLorean car, but it was like, again, too many men, I had to stop. Can't, can't do it, honey, can't do it. Um, I watched half an episode of this, like, amazing homes show where these British people go and, like, look at houses, and I was, I fell asleep. That was, like, a like, clonopin. That was Look good. at this house! Exactly. They're like, oh, this door! And then, uh, like, But how okay. amazing would it be if they were, like, in a house and then, like, you know, a, 
a, a ghost came by and was like, what are you doing here? And oh, like, wow, welcome no. to England. No, these are houses like elsewhere that are like, no, there's no ghosts yet because they're like too new. Like one of them was built from from pieces of a of an abandoned 747. So like the roof of this house was made from the wings of a plane. I mean, but how fierce if like the passengers were like, Ooh. I was in a crash. Uh, <laughs> where, where am I? Uh, peanuts. Yeah, they're like, I'm a hungry. <laughs> totally. I'll take the peanuts and pretzels. Ooh. <laughs> oh my God. Did you and Pam get to, or Pam was in first on the way back? We were all in first. Oh, you were on first on the way back too. Of course. Oh, work. I thought they were like, we'll fly you first here and then you can go home in a, in a wheelbarrow. That would be so <laughs> weird, Jeff. <laughs> I guess I just thought they were like, well, you're going back to shithole America. I mean, it would have felt very appropriate. But, you know, I, what I realized about myself now having had this first experience with business class is that, like, I don't actually care. Like if I have a movie wow. a movie screen in front of me, no matter the size, like I'm fine. Like wow. I didn't really, I reclined to sleep at certain points and the being laying all the way down was a very like claustrophobic experience for me because essentially for me to be in that little cubby, I was like, I had to flex my feet to like fit laying down, you know? So like, yes, I did fit in a reclined position, but it was I felt totally trapped. Like I couldn't have. It's really made for me and Isabelle Luper and Pam you know, it's, because Pam was Pam. like a little baby sleeping on her side. Like mm-hmm. she was a little baby in the in the cave mm-hmm. in her crib essentially, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was like in my coffin, like right. a just fit coffin. They were like, we can only afford a five foot eleven coffin. Exactly, and if the rigor mortis uh-huh. is set in too hard, we're gonna have to cut their feet off. You know, like uh uh-huh, totally. Totally. Cut off a bit of a heel and it will, and then you can go to the festival. <laughs> oh, no. And, and then you can marry the king and something. I don't remember. Into the Woods is so iconic. And marry the prince. Yeah. <laughs> um, ow, 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 So anyways, ow. we came back. It's so crazy because I don't – today's Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday, girl, but for you, it's Thursday. Right, I've lived through a couple Wednesdays. I have lived through Wednesday twice. Uh-huh. Um, because uh-huh. I Wednesday twice a new movie starring Reed Bartleby, starring Christina Ricci. Thank you very much, honey. Starring Reed Bartleby as Christina Ricci. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, there was we woke up. Re- anyways, anyways, is so iconic, and I guess that's the shirt I'll get you for next December. It's just a shirt that says anyways, anyways. and then I'll get you like a journal that says anyways. Where did it come Any- from? I didn't make it up. Uh, as long as I've known you, you have always your transitionist. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> just moving along. Incredible. But we woke up very, very early on Wednesday because our car was at 7 to leave the hotel mm-hmm. to go to the airport in mm-hmm. Sydney. Mm-hmm. But then we arrived in Los Angeles at like 6 in the morning on Wednesday. And That's correct. It's very strong. But um, yeah. at any rate. Rather than... Did you cry at LAX? No, but I felt uh, uh, distress, some distress, some level of distress. And Pam was like, I'm hot. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, it was kind of amazing because, like, we got a, like, A of all, Sydney Airport was 100% empty. It was uh-huh. like nothing, nothing and no one are allowed to come uh-huh. in or go out. So we were like one of the yeah. few people that day who were leaving. Mm-hmm. We get on yeah, the nice, nice plane. We get over uh-huh. to LA. We get out of the plane in LA and we go through border control at 6 a.m. So it's very quiet. It's nice. Mm-hmm. And then this strange thing happens where like we're told you have to exit the airport and walk along the road, essentially the outside area Whoa. to get to terminal Whoa. two to the domestic terminal. So then this basically train of like 12 people who'd been on our flight are rolling all their huge luggage down the sidewalk across the street. There was no like little caddy car or anything to do with that? Hideous. Well, you could have had a caddy for your luggage. Yeah, yeah. You can get a thing. You should have been like, um, so on the flight, I broke my ankles. Uh, Yeah. Can you put me in one of those like weird Uh Lucite wheelchairs you use at the airport? Yeah. Or just the thing that goes boo. Oh, I used to love love that because my brother and I would get to go in that when we were unaccompanied minors a heaven yeah and they would take us to the like weird lounge where there's just kids that exist P.S. that is another piece for us to make called unaccompanied minors oh because we literally are we are definitive unaccompanied minors just like I'm off totally Um, but iconic. But what am okay. I, oh, so, so you're right. You're so we in your all like doing this weird like nomadic trip from terminal uh-huh. something to terminal two, and uh-huh. it was jarring. And then once we got into terminal two, I was kind of like, I wish we were still walking outside because there's like one thousand people at six a.m. Just like yep, just chaos, screaming, total chaos, screaming. Uh huh. Anyways, we did eventually get on our plane. Anyways, and it was fine. And now I'm in America, and it's um. Well, you were when you were in L.A., but I mean, I will never forget. I mean, I texted you and Pam this. Getting back from Melbourne, like, you know, we take the flight. Like, I couldn't, I could not sleep on the way back. I was like, I don't want to go back to America. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to leave Melbourne. This is, I feel like I'm, I've never felt more like I was leaving the love of my life (laughs) ever. Than when I left Melbourne. Like, I was like, oh, this is what it's like in the movies when she's like, I can't let you go. And he's like, you have to leave. And, you know, and she leaves and she's like, God, help me. And I remember getting back to LAX and it was exactly like hearing a toilet flush. Uh And I walked in and this huge woman had this huge, like a Jamba Juice the size of her torso. And she was screaming at the top of her lungs at the person being like, I want more acai or something. And yes. (laughs) And I burst into tears. I just was like, it's so hideous here. And you could just feel the like hyper panic, American neurotic anxiety, like capitalist death cult. Murder country, you're, like you're just you're like so sensitive, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honey, who did I? I ran into someone. I was talking about the difference between you and me, and how much I appreciate you being like, just keep going. When I'm like, I was saying how we literally are like an epitome in film of us is the picking of the blueberries and melancholia. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I was like, it's uncanny. Absolutely. Her and Reed would fully have that huge bowl of blueberries. And I would have had two and been like eating the third one being like, "Eh." (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you know, I told Pam your John Baju story and we really, really, really laughed in the terminal. So that was <sighs> great. And then, um, you know, I think if had I been only, exclusively in Melbourne, it would have been it would have parting would have been sweeter sorrow. But uh-huh. the Sydney experience was, though, very productive and the opera house was lovely and like the whole show went so beautifully. I I didn't ever vibe with Sydney. Like Sydney and I didn't get to know each other very well. So, sure, you didn't get to like go to the beach. I mean, like, I did. I went to actually have... three kind of beaches, but I, oh. I didn't go to the museum. I don't really understand how the city's laid out. I, but yeah, David and I had a lovely afternoon going on the ferry to Manly Beach, and we swam in both like this kind of harbor water and in the ocean water, and we like. I put on. It's called Manly Beach. Oh my God, Jack. The like proportion of like extreme hotness to like less than hot is just like outrageous in Australia. It's outrageous. People are so gorgeous there. Oh my God. Walking along Manly Beach. I was like, what? 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 Um, Just like the most gorgeous people laying on rocks. Were they all in Speedos? No. It's a mix. Remember in Muriel's wedding where she's like, Mary's that swimmer? Yeah. And the first time you see him and you're like. <gasps> and then he oh. like sees her and he's like, you're gross. And then you're like, I hate you. And then he's like, I'm in love with you. And she's like, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have to go be with my friend. We, David and I went swimming and then we've never been swimming together. And so like. I swam up and sort of like held on to him and I'm like, we're just the slipperiest boys. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what else? I also went to Bondi Beach with Pam and Mel and her family, Hudson. And Mm -hmm. we like found baby starfish. I almost got swept out to sea from a rock pool. That's so chic. <laughs> um, Did Ariel come and like push you back ha- to shore? Well, being like, Triton actually held me in his down, arms. Queen. King Triton. Held, Ooh, yeah, honey, he Triton's me, nipples. Held me to his chest. <laughs> honey, Triton's nipples. MC seventeen. Yeah, no, he honey. grabbed me like a like a rigatoni Oof. with his fork, and then he held me to his chest. Daddy, I mean, talk about like I think I was like eight or nine when I saw that movie, and I remember being like, um. Dad, <laughs> woof! Yeah, Triton's really hot. Oh, yeah, he's a real like Jack Lalane mermaid, you know. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, Pilates realness. To, oh, uh, Joseph Pilates with the long white beard and a fork. Uh, um, uh, uh. Okay, wait. So, oh, here I thought this might be fun. Oh, something fun. Wait, I want to quickly. Oh yeah, okay. I got to see some rehearsal footage. Oh, okay. It's so stunning. I know. It's watermark is, um, it's, it's really going to shake things around. It is. Oh my God. I mean, it's her use of the amount of dancers and then the use of depth on that stage yeah. When your scenic goes up, I, I was like, ah, ah, I know. Well, it's interesting because the, the Sydney Opera House stage is not so big. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. so Pam was like, well, what's back there? This is like when we were still in Melbourne and they're like, well, 
there's an elevator, a giant elevator, because they can't store props in the wings because the wings are too shallow. Uh-huh. So everything goes underneath on this gigantic elevator and then it uh-huh. comes up and that's how they have to build everything here. And Pam was like, can uh-huh. I, can they dance on that? And they were like, yeah. And so they like, they, they put some surface over it to make it sprung and they like just laid floor. So it, the stage is twice as deep. When that happened, because when it began, I was like, oof, this stage is small. Yeah. <clears throat> and what also an amazing feat with the scenic you and Harriet devised. Like it it's so it's a it's a it's big, but it still feels like a subtle gesture and yeah. and and very much aligned with the costumes and I mean the 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 whole piece is just so, uh, I mean, it's called watermark, but I would also say watertight. It's just, um, incredibly, uh, from, from editing to execution, it's stunning. And when that, when it went up and the depth was revealed and then that, uh, I mean, the part I'd want to be is the guy laying down in the back for a long time. Oh my God. I could cry thinking about it. It's, <clears throat> I also have to say, uh, well, I mean, the like, and I, you know, not to give too many giveaways, but um, seeing the, a female dancer partnering a, a male dancer in a promenade was just like, um, yeah. Well, you can give things away. I mean, people aren't, I mean, you, it'll, I think you can kind of watch it on a like Australian ballet pay for access thing in a couple mm-hmm. weeks, but like also like does we can just talk about it. It's fine. The partnering, mm-hmm. the, the, I mean, it's very, the, there's the things that are, make it like so clearly a Pam work, the, the relentless jumps with the flexed feet. I was just, you know, the, the shuffling out on flexed foot, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, really her getting to see her mobilize that many bodies was so exciting. I haven't seen that from her yet. And I mean, she um, had 17, a cast of 17. So it's unusually, which at times, and just because of how iconic the work feels it, Mm -hmm. there's times where it feels, you know, like you're watching hundreds because there's also this, Thing, of course, always with Pam, which is a relationship with a canon. And so there is, and your costumes, girl, the person who like has the main half cape. The main. Like there's one dancer who, has, there's like a half cape that really is like serving. The <clears throat> well, most. there's, they're all the same, the half capes, but um, they're most of the time people don't have them on and just occasionally people have on capes. I, I think it was a female dancer who came out and just gave like incredible pirouettes in it. And I was like, a gag. Well, there's this amazing, (laughs) the shoes. Well, the jazz shoes are great. The black socks were this like miracle of an accident because God, so good. You know, two of the dancers were wearing the costumes for a rehearsal one day to like try all the costumes. And, and when they were putting them on, they were like, Oh, should we put on the, costume socks which were just like little short socks so you could see their ankle skin 
<clears throat> and no, I was you. like, oh, no, no, you can just wear them over your socks. And they both had black socks on. And then during Pam came up to me during it. And she was like, oh, my God, the black socks read. Those are genius. I was like, <laughs> well. And you're like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, that, that'll be it. And then I just went to the wardrobe people. I said, let's do black socks, please. And then they were so great. They like got us sheer socks for the sheer costumes and opaque socks for the mm-hmm. opaque costumes. But at any rate. There's this amazing part of the piece. The, the music is Caroline Shaw, and it's in reference to some Beethoven piano concerto. It's really, I really love beautiful. it. It's so beautiful. The music is so beautiful, and it has it. It really the piece has that quiet drama of that has that sort of serenade quiet drama to it. Well, and on occasionally, that feels, I, I mean, sort of. <laughs> yeah. The opening has, of the dance is like alludes to the end of Serenade because like this movement right. upstage on a diagonal and it's like dark, it's sort of moonlit and there's um, humming. The orchestra is just humming. And Bro, um, the end. The Oh, I know. It's incredible. Let's not talk about it because I do just want people to see it, but it is it's so beautiful. It's a real, uh, you know, uh, we had this cue originally that, that when we were playing around with who the, did the lighting, John Buswell, he's their resident lighting person. He's amazing. Kudos. He's really good. We love John. I'm, Great job, I'm actually John. obsessed with John. I have to say, like, I love John. John. Are you guys getting married? I absolutely know you're not listening and I love you. No, he's, and he's married with children, quite frankly. <laughs> and? And we're getting married. I mean, it's 2021. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways. um, Anyways. Anyways, the lighting was so beautiful. And when we were initially playing around with the painting, the set piece, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if we've talked. The set piece is this photograph of by a Danish photographer of an old, old production of Serenade in the 50s. And we found uh, we were shown this image. Um, by Linda Murray at the Performing Arts Library as part of a packet of research. And we loved it so much that we said, can we have this blown up and printed onto a scrim? And they said, yes. And I I fussed around with it with pushing some blue through it, like the serenade skirts. And then they, rather than printing it for because of some like time factor in Germany and the printing there, they had it painted by a scenic painter in Melbourne. So I watched <sighs> the process of this very eccentric 70 year old woman named Karen <gasps> paint this entire thing by herself. What? Yeah. Do you have, did you take video of her? Doing I did. This? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wait, because wait until you see her. It also looks like she sort of like dipped her paintbrush in some red paint and also painted her hair while she was at it. Uh, it's, she's incredible. She's like the lead in the documentary that you want to see, you know, I absolutely would want like watch the documentary being like, Pam Tanowitz, David Hallberg, new work, you know, a d- discourse with Balanchine. And all of a sudden it starts to narrow in on Karen. this, like, photo, you know, of course, from Linda Murray, goddess. Yeah. And that you're like, oh, and I want to push some blue through it. And you hear this printed, no, her poems Germany. We'll have her scenic painter paint it. And the rest of the movie's about Karen. I know. And she raised, she, like, takes care of, um, like, um, 
impaired horses, like horses that are dying. So she has like Weird. this place with 40 dying horses that she takes care of. Weird. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing at my emotional content happening right now, but I'm starting to cry. She, when, when she. She's the saint. She's a saint. I know. And when she was finishing up the painting, I I, had, I went three times to look at the process. And on the third time, all she kept saying was like, um, and please, please just send pictures. P- send pictures, please. Because it was. Because she didn't get to go to Sydney to see it. No, no. But hopefully she'll see it in Melbourne. But it, I am. I know. I, my <laughs> tears running down my face. <laughs> it's like. It's so. We'll post a we'll post a video of her on our Instagram this I'm week. I'm so, so obsessed with Australia. It. I just Karen. I have to leave here. But <laughs> I have to leave here. So when we hung the drop the first day, you know, the mm-hmm. idea was that it wasn't going to just be like flat to the floor or flat across. It was very much like gathered and pulled and like shaped into right. this thing. And so I just played around with it for several minutes and sort of stepped back and looked at it. And as I was doing this, like. Everyone on the crew was sort of like watching because what I had for neglected to think about was that they were going to have to duplicate this shape every show. Right. And you were like, oh, I think it just needs to be a little judged here, angled over here. 100%. And um, I was a little bit like, like this. Yeah. <laughs> so you might want to get some spike tape. I would say bring three rolls of spike no, tape they did. because so you're going to have to set down about like 50. They, that's what they did. They like, they like. No. Yeah. They were like, connect the dots. La, 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 la. You know, they had to like sort of place the outline of it. But anyways. Um, Pee wee, shout out. Congratulations, Matt Wolf, on making that documentary uh, work. Can't wait to see it. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Okay, go on. Um, so at the end, when that beautiful tableau is happening, oh, yeah. Pam and I experienced during my like experimentation with the drop that what they could drop the drop all the way down, like the bar could basically right. come to the floor and the whole drop would right. like fold up and to smush into just like death on the floor. And we were like, how amazing. Right. And so we actually had that happening at the same time as that last tableau originally. But then um, it was just so stunning that we got rid of it. And actually Harriet was the first person to be like, we don't, don't, do we think maybe that last thing is cheesy? And then I love it. Of course well she, done, of course Harriet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Harriet is, also, I mean, master editing yeah. is, editing is crucial, is crucial. She's the and mistress master of editing. I mean, work. She better work. Yeah, slay. Um, um, but it, it all came together in this, like, incredibly beautiful way. And all of the dancers, like, became themselves in this dance. You know, they, like. Yes. And it was so extraordinary. And then after it was over and we bowed and Melissa and John Buswell and Pam and the whole team and all the dancers. And, and then I started just like giving people's hugs and I was like, Whoa. And then the production crew walked up to me with a gift bag and I like burst into tears. And, um, and then I just cried for a while. And David was like, talk, talk me through your feelings. Why were you crying? I was sad to leave this piece. I, cause like I, yeah, I really, and and these dancers, because like I really felt yeah. like, oh, now I know them. <laughs> yeah, I was sad. I feel sad. And David, well, I feel sad to leave David, but I also feel like proud of David. 
like so proud that he's of there you, and this was his first thing and he did such an incredible job programming this and like so smart so sm- wow and so smart david is so smart it's gonna it'll be good and i feel happy that he's there with the dancers and you know even after four temperaments and Sarah he'd go up on stage and kind of just like show a little bit like i need you to lunge in this way or i'd like to see this and watching it through his body you're sort of like wow they're so lucky they get to like see dance shown through like the most harmonious ballet instrument of like the 21st century (laughs) so like they have this and he's still like in working order so they really get to see see it in action which is so extraordinary what did david do when you were crying he said um he said it's okay to express your feelings reed (laughs) because because pam was like oh my god what's happening i've never seen reed cry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes yes where <laughs> pam was like oh, oh david my God. thank you for saying that david thank you for saying that because that's what i would also want to say if i had been there i am gutted as i said to you and pam and our and that facetime we had that i wasn't there i just I, I i both jeremy and i were gutted that we weren't there i mean it's just well that's an absurd thought that you would be there <laughs> I absolutely I of course it's absurd but it's well A of all said I'm obsessed with Melbourne and I am like I just have to move there but it's also that um I knew this was going to be really special for you oh. and 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 special in a way that um there's a lot of shifts happening as as you go to grad school as and as all of this intel that you have is uh, refining and becoming ballistic. And hey, that's true. And also, um, like, I haven't seen a real show in a year, you know? No. And, and also then a show that's so incredible. Yeah. With someone who, with family. Yeah, true. You know, I family. mean, it's one thing to, like, be part of a show, but like Pam and David are family. Yeah. It's, uh, and that, I mean, my God. I mean, and also to be there with Melissa and have like, yeah, have them, the dancers in Pam's piece also get to see the movement through Melissa's body was like incredible. Absolutely amazing to watch Melissa demonstrate in the studio. Yeah. It was crazy. Well, ladies, some another, Trust me, you cannot wait to see Watermark. And um, uh, I am looking forward to it. So welcome back. Welcome back to um, the U.S. of hey. And uh, and you're back. Here we are. Um, There's this, I'm just going to say, like there's many parts of Watermark that I love. But if you watch it in a couple weeks, and I'll post about when it's going to, um, stream so people can pr- ready themselves but there's this solo <laughs> it's not a long solo it's sort of in in the middle of the dance and I this man named Luke comes out and he does this sort of like bombastic solo to like this huge change in the music and I put a cape on him for that section and he also has like this his hair is kind of like bob length right now like yeah. to his jaw so it's just like so much stuff flying around all at once but <clears throat> i think jack hung up on me cut out or her phone died but he'll call back here we go i'm gonna um 
<clears throat> Maybe his phone died. That's probably what I have happened. No idea what happened. But I'll just keep describing Luke Solo. Um, it sounds like this. Dun 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 dun. Jack's calling. Battery is charged. Hello. Hey. Did your phone Hello. die? No. Oh. I don't know what happened. I don't know either. Well, I was. I just finished. I well, I didn't finish, but I kept describing Luke Solo. Um. Anyways, look out for it. Um, it's so fun. It gave me a real thrill. And Luke kept asking like, oh, should I, should I cut my hair? Should I cut my hair? I said, no, don't cut your hair. And he can cut his hair if he wants. Luke, if you're listening, you can cut your hair. If it, you know, the season goes on, it gets too long. But right now he's really serving up some Sylvie Guillaume vibes. It's super fun. But that's not the solo you cry at. Oh no, that's Adam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I, I more or less have to kind of like avert my eyes for Adam's solo if I don't feel like you know, snotting on my shirt. Is that, is Adam the one who's laying down in the back? No, Brody's laying down in the back. Um, and it's interesting, like Pam told Cause I've, I've only seen like clips of this. So I was trying to guess like where the solo was. And I think I saw like 15 seconds mm, of it. I'll send I think you, I got to I'll see, send like, you a, a rehearsal, seconds. like a, re- a studio okay. rehearsal of Adam's solo. I would love to. Um, no, Brody lays there. Pam, Pam said to Brody that, that part is he's he's her he's basically playing her because Brody just gets to lay and watch the dance from a laying down position from way way in the back of the stage that's the part I'd want to be it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing I mean he's there for a very long time it's like he really is yeah. um, um anyways wow it's a it's a big dance with a and it's not long it's only 25 minutes or 26 minutes or something but a lot happens you kind of go through a lot with these dancers and yeah it's really wonderful i love i miss yeah. it i miss the dance yeah <gasps> um anyways what now that, what now well i just got nomi back from a big oh, i can't wait to hear about this excursion so our trainer was like i think she should come and experience my dog's uh, me and my partner's dogs and um, and be around dogs that have adjusted because I have two dogs that used to be like her who used to be really shut down um, and PTSD realness. And so I, building up to it today, started to get more and more anxious. Like I was like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to happen because yesterday I like took her on, a, you know, we, we take her on these walks and and she sees a dog, she freaks out. And she freaked out yesterday so bad at seeing this dog that she jumped up and somehow in her jump was able to twist herself around <laughs> the, so quickly in midair that she knotted the leash. Wow. She put a knot in the leash. She's a magician. While her eyes went in every direction all at once. <laughs> and um, I, you know, and that's why I wanted to name her Nomi. I mean, I wanted to name her Nomi because she's from different places, but also there's this iconic part in, in showgirls where um, Nomi storms out. She says to Crystal, you don't know shit. And then she walks out of this building and Molly follows her and she goes, hey, that's my job, okay? And Nomi, like, takes her arms and she slams them on a car and goes, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> and my dog has a lot of moments like that. Your dog so, is that. So, um, she... So I've been holding her um, at night. That's been going on. I've been 
like picking her up and holding her in, in a chair by a window. And I like point out different things throughout the window. And I, she doesn't know what I'm saying, but we, she's, then she follows me around. She follows me around a lot. She wants to know where I am. And it's very sweet. She's <clears throat> absolutely following Jeremy around too. And so we took her to our trainer's apartment that had one, two, three, four dogs off leash in the immediate room. Too many. And then three other dogs in this next room. No. And then another dog in the other room. Too many that's dogs. like no one knows what to do with that dog. And this trainer rehabs dogs. This ha- this trainer rehabs the dogs that uh places are like we we we're gonna have to put the dog down. Oh. And so he's like, I will take it and I will rehab it. Okay. So we come in and I was so impressed by it. She was like, oh, my God, there is nowhere to go. And so these dogs just came up and, like, smelled her. And she, like, hid for a bit and then, like, looked at them. And she smelled one of them. And what was amazing was then we took them on a walk, all these dogs on a walk. And a dog ran up out of nowhere in this park. This is that night. And um, off leash. And which I just think is so crazy that people do that, but whatever. And um, Nomi smelled the dog. Wow. Instead of like, she either generally like snarls and gives a look like I'll rip your eyes out and eat them or jumps up in midair and makes an on the leash. So it was, it was amazing. And I, I can't wait to have another play date with these dogs with her. And there were these dogs I can't tell you. I sat on the couch and all four of these very cute little dogs jumped up into my lap all at once. And they all wanted to be pet and like find out who I was. And they were so funny. And was Nomi like, I'm not jealous. I'm not. She. I'm going to hide. Oh, she gave me a look of like despair. She looked at me like, what are you doing? It was. And he was like, ignore her. She has to like see that like this is this is this is good and like dogs want to be touched and um and then we got back and she got very like she chased Jeremy around the apartment really um tail up yes well it took forever to park also on the way there and on the way back I held her in the front seat and she was just very into being held it's Things are changing. Um, it was so sweet, Reed. It was, I also said to, you know, these queens, I was like, are you happy all the time? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because these dogs are like incredible. And, and and my trainer was like, look, this, the dog that you love so much, this dog, it was so cute. I cannot get over this dog. Um, what is her name? Um, were you like, can we take her home instead? I was obsessed with her. I was, it was, it's the white one that looks like oh, if yeah. Mae West turned into a dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and he was like, she bit everyone. She was like a horrible snarling biter monster dog. Mm. And she was like the sweetest queen. She was like, I'm a queen. I know I'm gorgeous. And what? <laughs> she was so funny. Oh my God. I love oh, her so babies. much. She just really, these dogs were so sweet and this dog Ruby was real wild and this dog Mochi was so cute. It was this Jinto who 
just wanted me to like hold her face all the time. Aww. She just kept like coming and putting her face on my knees. Aww. And there was this tiny little uh, dog named, I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, Louie. And he was the little beautiful chihuahua who just loved coming up and he would like put his paws on my chest and just be like, look at me in my eyes for a long time. He was so sweet. And he would really know me snarled at him because he really wanted to get up in her business. And he came and jumped on my lap and then he gave her a few minutes and he was like, okay, I'm going to come and try and be your friend again. And he went back to her. It was... I don't know, girl. Like, it it felt like I just took, like, a bottle of antidepressants. Are you going to do more playdates? I have to. I have to. We're going to start taking her on pack walks. Oh. Where, like, we'll meet up with them and, like, take them on a big big walk together. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 I've been taking her on runs. Oh, wow. Where I'll, like, run with her. Because she wants to run. She's panicked. I'm like, okay, well, let's get it out, Louise. Yeah. Let's, you know, just get this out. So we've been running and, um, which, you know, also I need to do because summer's around the bend, honey. Just and, um, around the river bend. Just around the river bend. Um, so it was really sweet. I mean, she's, she's a lot of work. Um, and I love her so much. And she's getting I, better. She is, but it's, you know, it's this thing of like, it's a program of self-acceptance, not of self-improvement. Okay. No, me, you're okay. She's okay. You know, and her, you know, it'll be, and I would said to him, I was like, well, how long did this dog take? The one that like bit everyone's hands. And he was like, oh, like eight months, (gasps) nine months. Oh, it's a long time. He he was like, and after a year, it was really sweet. I was like, "Mm hmm. Yeah. Wider. I mean, and he said with Nomi, he was like, she's not even in a place where we can train her. Right. He was like, she's not in a place where we can, like, teach her, like, come, sit, stay. Like, that's just not, she's not even there. Right. Well, it's only been six weeks at your house, so. Isn't, it's wild. I mean, she definitely looks at me in the eyes. She definitely follows me around. She's getting a bath every Sunday. Sunday, We do bath time. She does not live. Um, she absolutely sounds like crazy click clack high heels in the bathtub. I love that. It's and she really panics, but we have a bunch of like bacon ready for her. Bacon. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's like a treat that dogs are going to be like. Um. Yes. Wow. What? You like actually make bacon at home? Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, for her to to like to deal with bath time. I mean, this dog is being treated like pork bacon. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. She can't eat it while she's being given the bath because it's just too much. But then when she gets toweled after, I just wrap her in a towel and she can't go anywhere because uh. she's wrapped up like a burrito. And then uh, we feed her bacon while we rub her so she gets dry. Un burrito. She's so sweet. I I just, I love her a ton. Oh, um, wait, I never told you last week about... um. About my experience at Temperance Hall. Did I? I I mean, I think you and I talked about it on the phone. I mean, I love, love, love Philip Adams. Wait, and when you performed there, did you, there's like an apartment attached to Temperance Hall? 
I lived in that apartment. But where is it? Where's the apartment? So when you first go into Temperance Hall, the first door to your right opens into like a beautiful apartment with like a kitchen and a bathroom. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. It's well, it's because it's closed off to the public. It's like place to live um and i performed in the main room and then i taught my classes upstairs wow did you get to go upstairs i did not go up i know there was some post show chats with like they always have one of the choreographers go up there and you could participate in whichever talk you wanted but i didn't go up there i only um do that did they keep the and for Moma May, I had them install mirrors on a a wall downstairs. Were there mirrors on the wall downstairs, or had they taken those off? They took them off, Jack. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had to like mirror. They had to like drill mirrors into walls. Well, so they just like, all they do is undrill them and then you know carry. On. I guess so. Life goes on Get after Moma May. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so that was nice, and it was nice to meet Philip, and uh, you know, be with Will, Alice, and Caroline, and also met other new friends, Ben and Jimmy. Um, oh, did you meet Jimmy Natal? Is that Jimmy's last name? I don't know. Ginger. Yes, yeah. she's so fierce. I love her so much. Jimmy Ginge. Yeah. Um, no, Jim- I think her last name is Natal, but I don't Natal. think we ever like exchanged last names really. I'm just remembering, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Love her. I Ben, who d- Ben, I don't know Ben's last name. Ben's like a, a modern dance queen of Melbourne. Um, Ben is in all of everyone's work, apparently. I think their name's like Bendy Ben on Instagram or something like that. Okay, yeah, I think I met him when I was there. Guess what? Ben and I have the same birthday, but I'm uh, significantly older. <laughs> I love a Sag. Um, I love a Sag. Um, what else could I tell you? Pam and I, <laughs> I kept saying like, oh, I I feel like I'm not going to see the uh, any of this building, the Sydney Opera House that we're in, because like we're just in this theater. And then Deb, the stage manager, was like, oh, well, they do these tours. Would you like to arrange to go on one of the tours? I was like, yeah. So Pam and I got tickets to go on like a public tour of the facility. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was like we were like the guy who was running it was absolutely crazy, like really like mad and militant about like people like staying close to him and like people being late. He was furious. And then he was walking so fast (laughs) Like through the whole thing. And every time we get anywhere, he would just be like, okay, keep up. And then we'd like stop somewhere. And then he'd have like, yes, he'd, queen he'd, work. Oh, it was crazy. He'd have like rehearsed jokes for every different location. And I was like, oh, oh my God. I love a rageful tour. So queen. rageful. And then Pam and I were just eye rolling the whole time. But then, like, at a certain point after they showed us the theater that we're working in, Pam and I just mm. left the tour. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We were like... So you didn't get to see the really big concert hall? Well, the concert hall is under construction, so we weren't going to be allowed to go in there. That's right. That's right. They told me they were putting it under construction. Um, I'm opening it. Oh, you are? With what? With what show? Concert hall. Um, (laughs) It's it's called I'm Going to Sing Every Song. Sing Every Song. Just demonstrate the new acoustic. 
Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's the working title of the concert. I'm going to sing every song and then, um, we'll see what it's like when it gets there, but I am going to start with, um, um, uh, that song by ABBA from chess long ago in someone else's story. story. Uh And then I, it goes into, um, and now another tragic song. And then I go, Food glorious, food <laughs> hot cakes, gemmin mustard. Are you gonna um, have accompaniment or just everything acapella? Uh, I have a well. I have a boombox. Oh, okay. And your door um, the different Explorer. CDs. Door of the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> and different CDs. Okay, great. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, sound. Yeah. Well, it'll sound amazing in the new yeah space. i remember them saying well they said we had a bunch of we have a like all these cords and stuff that can hook up to this really amazing speaker system oh, no, we no. have here it's all not, going under construction they're not gonna have you use the new they're not gonna have you use speakers because we're gonna they're gonna demonstrate how effective the new yeah. sounding tiles well, are well that was this one sound guy tony who was talking about that and then i said no no oh, i i I, see. I don't i don't need speakers right. and i don't need a mic no. Um, I'm just going to bring a boom box and this boom box called my voice. My vo- yeah. And they'll lower down the new pedals and you just go to town. And honey, I'm just going to go to town. I'm going to turn that place out. Pa- something fierce. Pam and I went into something in this, in the building called the studio theater, which is like, mm, sort of, I've never really seen a space like it. It's kind of like, imagine if the kitchen, yeah. Imagine if the kitchen uh-huh. had, um, <laughs> A, a grid, a mezzanine all the way around the whole perimeter of it where there was seating. So like basically that. just people sitting around a square on every side, uh-huh. but from above uh-huh. and then oh, the that. square itself, you can do whatever you want. You can like put risers down there. You can get rid of them. It's just like a black space. And oh, we should do meat there. That'd be, yeah. There'd be a lot of dances. That'd be great there. Meat would be a really good one. Nightlight, bright light would work really well there. Um, yeah, pee pee poo poo. Pee pee poo poo would be amazing <laughs> at the Sydney Opera House Studio Theater. <laughs> Callum, Callum, I was um, Callum was saying that he he doesn't like to use the bathroom with the door open, and I said, "Oh, I don't. I'm not against a. Uh, what did I say? I said." Oh shit! I forgot something about pee pee poo poo practices. Oh, oh, I said I have an open door policy with pee pee poo poo practices or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> open door rehearsal. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's an open rehearsal. Pee pee poo poo. Um, I mean, I guess we should use some of this cl- this closing moment to like give a a light a light buffer too. Warning. A, a light buffer warning. And that, now a warning, as as Meryl <laughs> Streep says in Death Becomes Her. Totally. Um, next episode will be episode 200, and then uh, I will be taking a break. Mm. Um, are you going to continue on? Yeah, in some fashion. Okay. And okay. I know this all sounds vague, because it is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there, you go. Um, there you go. As you know, we don't plan anything for this podcast. Uh-uh. And so uh-uh. the only thing we did know was that Jack was going to take a break, as I believe Jeremy is going to take a break. So I'm going to yeah. kind of like take responsibility for 
posting some kind of content once a week on Fridays. So don't be mad at me um, when um, it's it's really, well, I mean, could it really be any worse? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I think, I, I mean, I, 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 it's a real kind of like do what you want. I think COVID really illuminated things that are already true. I think that most people know, which is there isn't all the time in the world uh, in this particular body that we are uh, walking through this world in. And I um, have been so crushingly overwhelmed at work um, uh, in a full-time teaching position whilst looking forward to uh, a few shows that I, I actually do want to make and I need the ability to focus on that. Right. And so something had to give. And so that's something is this because it's the, it's, it's the newest piece. Yeah. Um, I've been making work and teaching longer and this is, this was the newest piece and this is your weekly performance. It's, it, it is a kind of, it is a kind of performance. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it is, uh, uh. And I think for, it doesn't take its toll on me in the way it does on you because I don't, I don't identify as much as a performer. Right. Right. And I think for me, it's been a place where, um, I, I love our podcast, um, and I really love that it brings people joy. And I, uh, there are 200 episodes that you can go and listen to. <laughs> it's so true. Um, and I mean, and, it's sad um, for our new listeners in Australia because we have a, a nice, we have a group they have of- have 200 episodes to catch up on, hon. I know. I know. You know what I just found that I'm obsessed with? And it is kind of like, wow, this is, I get it. It's like us. It's Trixie and Katya. I have like 187 episodes that I need to catch up on with that. I've watched at least, at least 50 in the last, since ever I, whenever I found it. As soon as, like when we got Nomi, I was like, I'm losing my mind. And Neil was like, girl, just put on a Trixie and Katya. And I was like, I'm not into it. And then I started, I was like, this is incredible. I've laughed so hard. I will not get over Katya, Trixie saying, remember when you went to Lilyhammer and you had to like, go up with your skate and you put it on the judge's table and Katya says, yeah. And I said, um, um, I'm sorry. I forgot how to skate. May I still have a score, please? <laughs> that really killed me. Um, but I, yeah, I need, I need a break. I need a, I, I'd already left Insta and I need a, a, I think what became so illuminating for me inside of COVID was, a personal life, um, the friendships I want to tend to, and um, and I love you, Reed, and I want there to just be time that we're together that's just for us, that's just our friendship. And it's not to say that we don't have that right. in doing this podcast, but I want to take that off of it some so that we can just, like, laugh hysterically at 
something and not think, oh, God, I, I wish we were, you know, recording that. <laughs> um, or, oh, and, God, uh, I wish I hadn't said that while we were recording. In your case. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I, I um, and for me, it is really this thing of I know that for me in making work, I need space and, and time. And the older I've gotten, the more I've needed. Yeah. And there's projects I'm really excited about. If you want to hear about them, jackferver.com. Yeah. Um, and sign up for the newsletter. There is a piece that'll be happening at Mass Mocha in 2022. There's a Jeremy O'Hara's piece. And uh, there's something I might even do this summer. Whoa. Uh, yes. Well, any, at any rate, Jack and I will probably be together in person for the last together episode. Well, I'm not going to say the last, right. but like, you know, for now, two, episode 200. And yep. then um, I'm going to figure something out for a little while yeah. and then maybe the whole thing will go away or maybe who knows who knows it's a real who knows and i have to say that's the truth when you're like oh, what's gonna happen you don't know yeah let me tell you what when you want to know what's gonna happen you don't i mean jeremy sort of asked me what if what i would plan in in this scenario and I, I don't think that would really be in keeping with the spirit of this podcast, quite frankly. Hello. Hello. <laughs> We've been keeping this podcast lifelike, meaning out of control. Okay. <laughs> really, really chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of like, hey, here we are. You know, it's a real... Um, I also think there's something to... I, I spoke recently with someone very close to me who retired. And... Um, I, I was asking about regrets and they said, uh, their biggest regret was not setting boundaries, um, with work and just continually like, uh, they would do something great. And then the, the boss would say, wow, this is so amazing. And now what a great thing to springboard to our next level. And so the way that capitalism just continually asks you to just do more and more and more and more and more and more output, um, that was one. And the other was lower expectations uh, because you'll do more that way. Um, and I, I, think, I think that's what we've tried to do with this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Lowered expectations and... Um, uh, and I'm, yeah, and I'm setting a boundary of I'm going to uh, cease for an amount of time I don't know. Yes. So I can go work on this part that's been calling to me. She's really been, the, the art part's been calling, which I've been surprised by because I was really like, what does this mean? I mean, in I I wrote 40 pages of poems. God knows if anyone will ever see that wow. uh, during the pandemic. But I... I um there are actual things coming up that are performances and I'm looking forward to them. Well, but I want to go work on it. Well, Jack. Well, Reem. I'll I'll see you next week. Well, you'll see me probably before that or whatever. Fun. Or here, Great. Here, can't here, wait. Well. I can't wait to see you. Oh. I cannot wait to see you. I haven't seen you since the Chris Garneau shoot. Yeah, I haven't seen you since August. Since we were in a Too long. swimming pool. Incredible. Well, that might happen again this summer. Um, Reed, I love you. Love you too. Ladies, gentlemen, and other, we loves you. Bye.
Hi, Dance and Stuff listeners. This is Margaret Fuhrer. I'm the editor and producer of the Dance Edit podcast. Like you, we love Reed and Jack over at the Dance Edit. And if you get especially excited when they turn into journalists and do reporting, we think you might like our podcast too. The Dance Edit podcast is a weekly dance news show. It's hosted by me and three other editors from Dance Media. We work on Dance Magazine and Dance Spirit and Point. And every Thursday, we discuss and sometimes yell a little bit about the week's top dance news stories. And then we interview one of the dance artists who's shaping the news. And our recent interview guests have actually included a few dance and stuff friends. We've had Kyle Abraham, we've had Lloyd Knight. Basically, we've built a nice little nerdy community, and we hope you'll join it. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and at thedanceedit.com slash podcast.